Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Cricket Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cricket Podcast mid-match special for the second test between England and New Zealand at Trent Bridge. It's been it's been a match for batting. Uh, it's not been a match for catching. It's not really been a match for bowling either. Uh, but there are there's some stuff for us to talk about, and so we will talk. I'm Jack Hope, and I'm joined by Max Rowe Brown. Max, how are you doing this Hello. Sunday evening? Oh, very well, thank you. I've uh, been in the garden doing some uh, doing some weeding with okay. the cricket on in the background, which is very nice. It's very satisfying when you manage to remove a root, which New Zealand would no Wee. doubt agree with. Wee. Um, very good. Before we get into the cricket. Max, um, do you want to give some messages to our listeners? Yep. Uh, head over to Twitter and Instagram at the Cricket Pods to uh, get in touch with us over there. Uh, like and subscribe to this video if you're watching on YouTube. Click the bell icon to keep in touch with uh, with us and, and our content. We'll obviously be keeping up with all the test cricket coming out over the summer and uh, and plenty else. And uh, if you want to support us directly, then head over to Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the cricket pod for some extras there in the form of a Discord channel, exclusive shows, which we are planning to uh to do a few of in the week we've got a got a bit of catching up to do so we'll be uh bashing out a few of those yeah we should be should be doing some this week hopefully mm-hmm. um the cricket max england test team red bull reset playing new zealand no you're not allowed to say red bull reset anymore stokes does not like it it's blank canvas well, blank canvas yeah interesting okay england blank canvas um i don't know if i agree with that <laughs> I, I feel like that is not a blank canvas um <laughs> You can't, I mean, that doesn't make any sense. A Red Bull reset makes sense. You know, yeah. the Red Bull team resetting because they're bad. Blank canvas is, you know, that would imply that none of what happened previously has happened. <laughs> but when we know that it has happened, <laughs> it's disingenuous. Um, it's it's underway and England are great again. Um, do you want to bring people, well, they're great at batting again. Do you want to bring people yeah. up to speed on the test so far? We should we should probably say that we're, we're actually doing this slightly before the end of the day's play. So 
um it'd be quite funny if um in the next 15 minutes or so there were like eight wickets or something like that uh, <laughs> to, to that derail was... to derail things uh, but go ahead go ahead what's happened so far that would show us up for our uh, our expectation of England's batting. Um, well, yeah, England England are great again, despite the fact that they're still behind New Zealand mm. in the second test. <laughs> um, what happened is Ben Stokes won the toss on a, on a cloudy morning in Nottingham with a slightly green tinge to the pitch and uh, opted to bowl first, which apparently Tom Latham would also have done had he won the toss. And many onlookers suggested that they may also have done that. And unfortunately for everyone involved, Captain Hindsight was not around to inform them that that was in fact a terrible idea as New Zealand ended, ended up piling on 500, 553 in, the, uh, in their first innings. 190 yeah. from Darrell Mitchell, 100 from uh, Tom Blundell and uh, ultimately a very um, chastening experience in the field for England and their, um, well, Cabral of people who were unable to catch the ball again after <laughs> turning things around so quickly under Baz McCullough in the first test and snaffling everything. Uh, we were reminded of, of everything that did happen before the Red Bull reset. Eventually, England did manage to uh, bowl New Zealand out and uh, they had uh, a tricky spell to negotiate at the end of day two with uh, with a mammoth uh, target or a mammoth first innings um, deficit staring at them in the face. But despite Crawley going early, they managed to make it to the end of the day, 90 for one and uh, set themselves up nicely for a day three where uh, Ollie Pope is now England's best number three ever. Joe Root is better than Tendulkar and uh, the rest is history until obviously we then <laughs> collapse. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's start maybe with Root who's just notched up his uh, 150 of 184 balls. Um, it, it was a bit of a meme really when, when the Root's better than Sachin. Um, chat started but <laughs> but one game later I think we need to take this more seriously Max um, <laughs> it's it's why I mean he is he is uh, a freak um, the boy is a freak I, I think clearly England's best batter of all time what what's sort of been fun about this innings is how different it was to the the magnum opus if you like of mm. the, the the innings at Lords where he scored lots of ones and twos, worked really hard. And then he hit a few boundaries at the end, didn't he, to kind of pad his boundary percentage stats a yeah. little bit. Um, in this innings, he's hit like 25 balls or something well, like that. It's his quickest it's... test century. <laughs> his, uh, well, it was 118 he's... balls, I think it was. Quickest test century that he's hit out of uh, yeah. the numerous ones that he has. Yeah, you know. They, seven you, now. They say, they say that when you get a flat one, you... You need to cash in in Test cricket, and and that is absolutely what's happening here. Like it's not, <laughs> it's a, this isn't, it hasn't been tricky. Um, I, I you know, I don't want to, I don't want to take too much away from Root and and Pope, obviously with his second, um, international century, uh, or least actually with his fifty. But uh, if you if you're gonna have a day for batting, uh, or, or or a couple of days of batting, or three days of batting, uh, it couldn't actually get much easier, I think, um, than. Than this, but yeah, Root really good, uh, and he has he has cashed in the most from an England point of view. What do you make of Daryl Mitchell? Let's let's go back a little bit earlier in the test, and maybe catching is is a talking point that we, that we need to touch upon here. Mm. Um, he was dropped on three, wasn't he? And then I think he yes. was dropped again, maybe off off, off Leach a bit later on, and then maybe again. Um, it, it, there's been so many runs, yeah. so many catches, <laughs> all, dropped catches that blurred, it, it's right, kind of blurred into uh, to, to one a little bit. Um, the second century for him in the 
series. He, he, he must be feeling pretty good about himself. I don't even think he was slated to play, was he? Henry Nichols went down injured or ill, rather, for the first test. Mitchell comes in and then de Grandhom drops out. So he keeps his space. I mean, he might have kept it anyway after the time at Lords. But um, making hay after his stint in the IPL. Absolutely. Uh, and again, just like you're saying with Joe Root, two very different kinds of uh, innings. You've got the, the first game where uh, everything was happening at Lords. And um, obviously everyone was was kind of uh, barreled out pretty quickly in the first inning. So then coming back in the in the second innings and, and putting on that impressive stand with Blundell to um, take New Zealand to what looked like uh, a winning second innings total. Not to be, obviously, after Joe Root's heroics. And then, um, yeah, reverse that around in, uh, in uh, the game, the second test, where he was... Uh, much more uh, before, much more, yeah. Um, like you say, making making hay. Everyone in that New Zealand side in, uh, in the last couple of days got like 40 odd, didn't they? And uh, they're yeah, gonna be th- kicking themselves for uh, for having not gone on. Uh, Darrell Mitchell was the, the man who did go on and make a, a big one, and it's important as well. Um, when you've got the opportunity to not just make a hundred, you know, go go beyond that and, and make it a bit bigger, especially when you've got quite a long tail, which um, New Zealand do to an extent and England definitely do. So um, uh, both uh, Daryl Mitchell and Joe, I think quite nice um, comparisons really uh, for each team and, and how they're or anchoring their innings and how important they are to their side. Uh, Tom Bloodell as well. He, Picked up, well, picked up a century, scored a century, 106 for him. Was he out? Was he, I'm not imagining it. He was out in the 90s, wasn't he? In the in the previous test. Yeah. So, yeah. so the um, the two of them, um, yeah, they were it was they were bandying about stats about record partnerships between two of the same batters in in England, and um, the uh, their partnership this time around was the the biggest by New Zealand um, partnership in uh, in England. So. That was uh, about 260 or something. It was huge. It was a very, very long afternoon for England in the field. <laughs> from, from the bowling uh, perspective for both sides, now I, I think the run rate in the match is, is over four at the moment. It's, mm. it's over. It's 4.26, I think, for the, the England innings as we speak, um, partly due to Ben Stokes getting sort of 50 or 30 balls, yeah. um, but also because of Root and uh, Pope scored quite quickly as well. Same same could be said for, for New Zealand, who didn't hang about too much. Is there anything that any of the bowlers in this match could have done differently, do you think, to um, <laughs> perhaps make it harder? Um, I, did they pick the right team? I mean, I'm looking at this. England have got three bowlers who bowled more than 20 overs or more than 25 overs that went for four plus. Mm. Yeah, well, my sort of things that spring to mind for me in terms of the the bowling is firstly just the class of Jimmy Anderson and you got you got the, a flat deck a ball that's not really doing a whole lot for a bowler who's obviously renowned for uh, being particularly potent when the ball does do things and he's come away bowling 27 overs going at 2.29 in a game where people are scoring over four and three wickets as well i think it just hits home how good he is. And you look at, you know, the people alongside him, Broaden Potts, expensive um, Potts struggled in the same way that Matt Henry is currently struggling. And I think that is sort of where I would say you'd question some of the uh, some of the decisions in terms of selection. England kind of stuck, really. There's not not necessarily much they could have done because 
the people that Everyone's they injured. would pick, yeah, in a yeah. situation like this on a flat deck, is injured. So, you know, obviously Mark Wood, Ollie Stone, Joffrey Archer, etc., etc. Um, New Zealand, on the other hand, have a perfect man for this position. Well, I say perfect man. I mean, you know, there's, I'm not sure you can be a bowler and be the perfect man for this current pitch. But if you wanted someone as a New Zealander, Neil Wagner, you'd think, would be the man to come in and try mm. and do something a bit different on a on a pitch that's not offering anything. Whereas, you know, Matt Henry is a bit more um, more of the same, I suppose, in terms of what they currently have. And uh, yeah. obviously with Carl Jamieson going off injured as well, that makes things a little tricky for them. Yeah, there's something wrong with Jameson's back. Um, mm. Henry, it's it's been a bit of a disaster, going at nearly five and over <laughs> and from his yeah. twenty. I mean, there's there's was, two tons up for the for the New Zealand bowlers now. So uh, he he did get a wicket though. He got Alex Lee out, so it could be could always be worse. Yeah, couldn't it? Um, for, for 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 you, if you've gone for 123, um, Wagner, I think it's a really interesting one that they haven't gone with. Him now. I know before you know there is there is an element of picking the team in hindsight when when we talk about this. And I think actually we said that Matt Henry might be a decent option playing in England, a bit of an mm. England specialist. Um, but this this pitch is quite similar, I would say, to the surfaces that New Zealand play a lot of their home yes. Test cricket on. Um, in that it is quite flat, very <laughs> flat. It's yeah. very flat. Like there's not. That's how they built their success over the last few years, isn't it? Yeah, so you would think that point of difference guy, um, well, could have helped. Um, yeah. But, you know, they didn't, know, to say they didn't know the pitch yeah. was going to be like that, did they? I mean, we came into this game saying Trent Bridge can be very good for batting, but also, you know, kind of tends to favour the favour the seamers. You don't get much out of it with the spinners. And, you know, what we've seen in the last session so far is that actually Michael Bracewell, now Ben Stokes has gone away, is um, looking... Uh, a bit difficult to face, getting some good bounce and um, looking as threatening as anyone has been in this entire game. So uh, I think it probably just caught people a bit um, by surprise. Flat-footed, flat-footed. Um, catching in England and New Zealand back to their worst, what's your favourite dropped catch so far? <laughs> um I, I actually, my favourite one's probably not uh, technically a drop. It would be the one that went through the slips between, was it Bearstow and Crawley? Oh, uh, Crawley, slips. yeah. And just the look on both of their faces afterwards was what made it to me. <laughs> <laughs> just sheer dumbfounded uh, bewilderment uh, at what they'd done. I think the Matt Potts drop off Leach, um, I think there's a lot going on there. One, Leach being the most unlucky cricketer on, on the face of uh, the planet um, yeah. to Matt Potts not even getting a hand on it like there's a great yeah. photo that was up the on the still BBC photo is good of him with his hands perfectly in, in position his eyes followed the ball into the hands um, <laughs> the, ball's the ball on by his is, knee <laughs> yeah the ball is by his knee um, and then obviously he needs it for four runs as well to 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 really um, rub yeah. rub salt in the wound um, so that that would probably be my favourite uh, most annoying drop from an England point of view Probably Daryl Mitchell. Yeah, um, but both teams have been, you know, that's a good point. Uh, Joe Root's still uh, still in negative equity, isn't he, at the moment? Yeah, I mean, on the one hand, he is. On the other hand, he um, once again has been <laughs> the main reason that England haven't subsided. Apart from maybe Pope. I mean, we, we I think we said that we were we were happy to persist with Pope from a from a fan's perspective mm. in, in this role, um, and and he he's paid us off. A big time here. Is there anything he's done differently, did you think? Or or is this just a good player eventually doing a good thing? I think it's probably 
the latter, from what I could tell. You know, he's uh, he's put a lot of his scoring shots are those kinds of shots he normally plays, those those nice looking drives. And uh, you know, he did he got a, a slice of luck. He of course himself was dropped on twenty. Or was it Root that was dropped twenty seven? Pope was dropped on thirty odd or something like that. So New Zealand themselves have have had a few issues in the field, but. As you, as Daryl Mitchell did, and as Joe Root did, you have to punish the opposition when they give you an extra chance. And as Marlis Labuschagne does all of the time. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, uh, so, so, uh, so, I mean, it was it's really nice to see Ollie Pope do that. And um, the, I suppose the only thing you might say from uh, if you're one, if you're not a buyer of Ollie Pope, is that he likes scoring lots of runs and bullying people on flat pitches at the Oval, and he's just done it on a flat pitch at Trent Bridge well, instead. Uh, yeah, I, I think being super I think, cynical. I think that's. That is partly fair enough, but you do actually still need to score those runs. Yes, exactly. Um, and and sometimes you play on, on bad pitches as well, where mm. where getting runs is quite difficult. So I'm I'm, I'm not going to take too much away from. Like, is this 145 worth? The, is it the equivalent of a 145 at Lords in the last test? No, absolutely not. Like it's no. it's it's probably worth 70 at, at Lords in the last test, but. Um, it's still, it's still a, a massive positive contribution towards the team. Yeah. And you've got to remember here as well, when he comes out to bat, well, England are 500, uh, no, 547 runs behind. Yeah. Um, in the evening. The, the, it, even if you are playing on a flatty, there's, there's a lot of work that you need to do over mm. a long period of time. Um, and you know that from ball one. You're, you're you're not like them in you know in the first innings you're an explorer setting across off across the ocean and you find out that the ocean is 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 very calm and uh yeah yeah this is this isn't going to work because oceans change don't they but like what i'm saying is ollie pope knew well when you he get out still there, weather for a few days ollie, ollie pope knew when he went out there that really sort of 50 plus was the minimum requirement um, mm. on on that kind of surface um and he did deliver um yeah. and then and then he and by the time he's out he's put england you know in a position where they're probably of the of the of the three results the, the draw is obviously the favorite but of the the two teams that could win when ollie pope is out england are the one most likely to win bearstow goes and it gets a little bit more uh, and then stokes kicks on now there's, there's been a little bit of a debate on the tv about ben stokes getting out the way he did 46 of 33, two sixes, six fours yeah. or, or playing the way he did. In fact, I, I think Mark Butcher was quite critical mm. of, of, of him getting out like that. I, I have to say, Matt, so I didn't mind it. I would rather, I think England lost trying yeah. to win yeah. and lost trying to not lose. Yeah. That's, um, uh, <laughs> that's exactly my feeling. I think, uh, I think Ian Ward may have um, been on, uh, been on the the positive side on t- in terms of what Ben Stokes was doing, and having thought, having sort of looked at it and thought about it, my main thought, I think, there's a couple of things to uh, to pick up on. Firstly, like you said, it's a case of what's the best way of getting England to win this game. You need to get time back in the game because the other team has just scored 550. So if you want to win it, you've got to go out and score quickly. And he was obviously feeling it, and he was doing it well. So I mean, I th- I think that's one thing to think about also if you look at if you look at it and ben stokes has scored 46 off 90 you're going you're looking at that and saying he's done a good job he's uh, done exactly what his team needed he's uh, helped joe root uh, kick on or whatever he's helped england yeah. carry on um, and and support them to a, to a big total 
So what's the difference between doing that in 33 balls and then giving the rest of your team more of a chance to get into a position where you win the game? And then the final thing for me is thinking about what New Zealand have got with the ball. And if he can take out Michael Bracewell, which is pretty much what he was trying to do, right? Just he, he took him for, what was it, 35 in seven overs or or. Yeah, it was bad from, yeah, from he, not uh, bad he from went, Bracewell because he got him out, but like yeah. he was getting hit. But yeah. he went for him. And if you look at it in that kind of perspective, you can put so much pressure on someone that you're forced to basically not be able to use him, like you think he was trying to do to Ajit Patel on the first test. Well, then, he did do to yeah. Ajit Patel, yeah. Well, yeah. And then, then New Zealand have got a real conundrum to think about, you know, what do they do? Where do they go to tie up the runs? Because no one else has been particularly tight, so they're in a trouble there. And then you add in the prospect of Carl Jameson, being injured and they're another bowler down. And I think in terms of game sense, it was uh, a really positive thing to do and the right thing to do. And uh, 46 runs is a, a perfectly acceptable yeah. outcome anyway. Yeah, I'd, 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 I'd agree with all of that. Um, I think as well, there's, there is a world where that comes off for a little bit longer and he gets 75 or 50 balls and yeah. England will, would have finished the day very very close to parity in yeah. in in that scenario um and basically Which is insane but, when you think about it the prospects of like well, yeah. 1100 <laughs> runs being scored in 3 days of test cricket is insane it is the friendliest batting track i think i've seen in england for for quite a long time i i, I was wondering actually whether um there was obviously that that australia series in pakistan recently mm, wasn't yeah. there with some of the pitches there and i, I was wondering whether this was quite on that level i'd Mm. probably say no because there have been some wickets and there There has been a a few drops saudi Saudi recently today has been getting a little bit out of it what Um, is definitely unusual about this pitch is how easy it is to score like mm. the the value for shots has been High through the roof, <laughs> yeah. Like um, it's 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 been it's it's yeah. So it's kind of a lethal lethal combo. I think if you're a bowler, there's not really enough movement in it to get batters to you know put the drives away. Um, but also, if they do connect with one of those drives, there's nothing to stop the ball. Like it, it just goes for four. Um, so uh, tricky one, tricky one. If you're if you're a bowler, we've got some questions in and we're only going to do a reasonably short show today because it's halfway through and at the end of the match, we'll do a, a proper recap. But we want to give people something to listen to mm. on their, their way to work on, on Monday. And, and as we found in the past, doing reviewing five days of a test in one episode is quite a lot of work. Can, it can be quite difficult. Yeah, yeah, it can be quite difficult. Oh, and the picture changes often as well. Like, like mm. the it, England have basically made it to the end of the day as we speak. Um, but um, you know what? What we say now about the end of day three could be basically irrelevant by mid-afternoon tomorrow. Mm. Um, it, it's it's yeah. Anyway, um, Surya says uh, I think Steve Smith is the best in Test cricket, uh, but Root has been insanely awesome in the last eighteen months. Do you think he can end up with a career average above fifty? Um, so I think that's. I think it's back above fifty now. Isn't yeah. It? Um, I'd. I, I, I think we had another one in from um, the guys on our on our Patreon Discord about where we thought Root, Smith, Coley, etc., Williamson ranked. I'd still probably have Smith as number one mm. um, in my book. I mean, the 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 geese average is sixty in 
in test cricket. Now he might have played in some easier conditions for some of those matches, but um, it's but still. Uh, I think it's, I, it's I mean, daylight, the, isn't it? Yeah, of the four, of the four, I think Steve Smith is in an all-time Test eleven, and I think the others probably aren't even quite in that conversation. Yeah. yeah. Um, of the of the three others, I think Root maybe has the best chance of, mm. of getting himself into that situation, particularly if he plays like he has in the last 18 months. Um, 10 centuries in his last 22 tests. Uh, England play 10 plus matches a year, or 10 plus tests a year. Um, he's reversed he be, Coley at the moment. He, he's reversed Coley. What does that yeah. mean? Oh, he's too many centuries. Yeah. Um, it's... <laughs> Uh, someone someone actually tweet, put out a really funny tweet about Ollie Pope. And it was like, um, since Virat Kohli's last um, test century, uh, Pope has been recalled by England, scored a century, dropped by England, recalled by England, dropped by England, recalled by England, scored another <laughs> century. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Where's, where where do you rank the, the Fab Four? I think Root looks best at the moment. I think... I think yeah. Well, there's a lot I of reasons. I think the bias. number one... I think why, yeah, but the recency is 18 months long. Um, yeah. It's, I, I don't think there's another player on the planet at his level. Labuschagne is probably next best. Mm. Um, Babarazm has his moments, but I think, uh, and, and even maybe Rohit Sharma's sort of in the ballpark. But I think Root is, um, is number one by a fair stretch. Uh, at the moment, certainly I'd agree. And um, yeah, Coley uh, and Williamson are... Uh, struggling to um, to match that at the moment, but in terms of all time, I think um, I think you have to say perhaps uh, Coley, Root, and Williamson are all kind of you know give or take on a par, and then Smith is that tiny bit um, in front. You just look at it's just the kind of um, the mental torture you get from watching Steve Smith come out to bat mm. against you that I just don't I don't get as much. With uh, with the others, I feel as though you look at them, and even though you know that you're in the presence of cricketing royalty, there's a chance that you might just nick them off in the first. Might get them out. Yeah, like thirty balls yeah. or something. Steve Smith just has this aura of like we're never going to get him out once he's been in for five balls, and um, I think that's <laughs> that's what sets him apart for me. Um, yeah, they'll be like an edge that bounces eight yards in front of the slips and everyone will be in tears. So that, that was our opportunity. That was the chance. Oh, no. That was yeah. it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, very much that, that kind of vibe. Uh, also on Twitter, uh, Spam says, is this England team batting? Is this England team batting good or is it a flat pitch for someone who hasn't seen the match? Uh, are Pope and Root, the new Dravid and Sachin, but better. Uh, is Lee's better than Sibley? Is this the dawn of a new England Red Bull side? Uh, I think the pitch is definitely playing a role. Um, the, the Joe Root has always been, or, or at least, well, no, Joe Root has basically always been this good or nearly this good. Um, so it's not that surprising that he's been getting, yeah. getting run. Joe Root has is, the ability to make pitches with life in look like this. Yeah, this is still like as good as it has been and it's nice to see Lee trip in it's great to see Pope get that turn and, and Stokes cameo is really good fun it is basically the Joe Root show once again like it's yeah we were joking about KKR being like oh let's do some stuff and then see if Dre Russ can win us the match it's England, <laughs> England test batting is basically that it's it's let's do some stuff and let's see if Joe Root will will put us in a position where where we win the game um, I'd be reluctant after the 
three innings we have seen this year to say that England's batting is now good or McCullum and Stokes have, have made some some big changes. Yeah. Um I think there's there's a possibly I think it's really good to see Pope get some runs. Um and I think there's the possibility that he kicks on now and people might retroact retroactively put a narrative on that that Brendan McCullum unlocked him. Yeah. On the other hand, he could, potential he could just be a 24-year-old that got quite I mean, like a lot of people don't make their debut till they're 26, 27 on the batting side of the game. Yeah. Um, he might be someone who just has taken a while to make the step up, and this is the first of those those steps. Um uh, I, I I don't know how much you can attribute to that to, to whatever. Uh, the falling sweep. Um the road ahead for the current set of openers with Root in the form of his life. How long are England or how long is England ready to carry passengers at one and two? Max, who are you dropping and why are you dropping them? <laughs> uh, it's an interesting, interesting question that um, I'm not dropping anyone at the moment because I think it would be harsh to drop Alex Lees after he's finally scored a, a 50 and Zach Crawley. Uh, I think we spoke about this the other day, you know, we don't, don't really mind too much the the idea of slightly attacking Zach Crawley, especially in English conditions where you can get maybe a bit of a of a head start. Alex Lees has actually looked like he's been able to unlock his game a bit and and play a few more shots. He's he did so in this test and in the second innings at Lords. He also uh, did a bit before he before he fell. He got so, twenty. Uh, yeah, he did. He got twenty, but he played some actual attacking shots, which. Uh, you know, if you compare to what he was doing in the West Indies, he scored twenty. He scored twenty in about thirty odd balls, didn't he, against New Zealand? And it was taking him an entire day to do that against the West Indies. So mm. there's perhaps something there. I think he's he deserves a little bit longer, but I reckon in in all likelihood he will probably be the next one to go from the top two, but not yet. Um, so you're keeping Zach Crawley, is that? For now, I mean, it's, 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 I, I, I can't predict the, I can't predict the future. I think we give them both probably the summer, and um, if neither of them do anything, I think Zach Crawley has to perform for the for the entire summer. I think he has to actually score some runs on a reasonably regular basis. Otherwise, they may look for someone else. But again, you've got that sort of like you can't. I don't think you can open with Lee's and Sibley, even if both are trying to be a bit more proactive and score runs. That's eating up balls for it's very one paced. Yeah, it it's, very a, it's a problem. And uh, so that's sort of, if you're going to have one of them, I think you kind of need someone who scores a bit quicker. So it's it's someone difficult. I mean, problem. the thing is, we've been carrying people at the top of the order for about four years, five years. I don't know. how. When did when did Cook retire? <laughs> so uh, well, we're, we're going to have to do it until we find someone new or will these guys uh, sort it out. We're just lucky that we've got Joe Root to fall back on. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, there's there is that. Um, Bearstow is he going to be? Are we going to chop Bearstow as well? Or maybe he's he's well, bad again. Um, yeah, maybe he was good for a little while, and now and now he's bad. Uh, over on Discord, and we'll we'll wrap up. We'll we'll make a prediction about the end of the 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 match. Uh, we've done Sadiq's. Where does Root rank among his contemporaries? Um, hold on, bear with me. So I've got to scroll through loads of questions. 
um, about woodchucks and stuff like that. So this is people on... on, on the, how many chucks could a woodchuck chuck? Yeah, exactly. That, that, that's one of the questions we've been asked. And are they, you know, sign up as a patron. You can participate in riveting conversations like that. <laughs> um, there is a good one here, though, Max. And this might be a good one, or might, might be a, a, a fun one to end the question section of the show on. Uh, if all the world's cricketers were thrown into a Hunger Games-like scenario, who would emerge victorious? And who would die first? Oh, tricky. Okay. Now I've all got of the world's cricketers. All of the world's cricketers. Um, I don't know if that includes us. I think maybe people who are professional cricketers. Professional cricketers. I've got um, Jack Lee is dying t- first. Uh, yeah, you no know what? doubt I, about it. I uh, so I think in in terms of people who could win, Kyle Jameson. Um, that he's a scary proposition, but people mm. might gang up on him. You don't know. Yeah. Do you? Uh, Rahul Tuatia, great finisher. Um, so you'd think he would have a chance of, mm. of, of hanging around. Dhoni, obviously, the, the greatest finisher of all time. Um, still technically a professional cricketer. Dhoni um, would form a cult around him that would suicide enable him to win. The yeah. question is whether someone would stab him in the back. Perhaps Judasia mm. would stab him in the back. Ooh. So I think yeah. maybe at the last minute, Dhoni might get taken down and allow someone else okay. to come away uh, with a prize. I think raw physical assets, Kyle Jameson is my as my number one. Uh, on the death side, I had Zach Crawley being out first um, <laughs> because <laughs> that happens all the time. <laughs> yeah, uh, but like, yeah, Jack Leach is probably in in in, in reality a, a candidate to. Um, I mean, he wouldn't even get killed, would he? He'd like fall over. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he'd have a bad fall, um, and that would be. That'd be the end of him. I don't well, know. Who scrape else himself unlucky. on a rose thorn and end up with gangrene or some. Yeah. Nonsense. Who else? Yeah. Who else is kind of unlucky like that? Um, I tell you, I mean, if Kevin Peterson was still around, I think someone might kill Kevin Peterson first. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there's anyone who's who's sort of universally despised um, in, or well, not universally despised, but uh, uh, mm. rubs no, I can't think of anyone. Like him. Uh, but yeah, quite so, quite at that level anymore. So, Jack Leach, Jack Leach or Crawley, um, yeah, <laughs> is is who we're going for there. Uh, right, Max, the the predictions for the rest of this test. Then um, England are currently eighty runs behind with five wickets in hand. Root on one sixty three. Ben Folks on twenty four. Not out. Um, if you were if you were going to do the 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 match equity type thing, what's mm. New Zealand's chances? What's England's chances? And what's the chance of a draw? Uh, I would say it's about 80% draw. Really? Big, yeah. big draw. You're a big yeah. Man. 75-80% draw. And then England, New Zealand. I reckon I'd probably England would shade it. So I reckon like 6% England, 4% New Zealand. Or, or where's yeah, the rest of if... your where's the rest of your percentage? You just said 75% draw. Six percent. Sorry, England, yeah, I've, I've, I've got that's a I've that's a that. big amount for the that, time. I've got that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd said ninety and, and got confused. So if we, if we go with if we go with seventy five percent draw, then okay. I reckon we're going fifteen percent England, ten percent New Zealand. I think it's in that. I think it's in that ballpark. I think England have got the best chance of winning because they bat for bat last. Yeah, um, and I, I think New, New Zealand will either bat for. We'll, we'll either have to bat for quite a long time to put up a score that England won't get quite easily, which means yeah. that England can just bat for the draw. So, yeah. you know, um, or, or collapse. That's that's New Zealand's route to victory, isn't it? It's take loads of wickets tomorrow, bat for like 
all day and then mm. um could happen it <laughs> could happen yeah um uh england though england though you know if they need 280 on the final day and the pitch doesn't deteriorate too much you'd say they have a decent chance of getting that like it's yeah. it's it's a pitch that's not doesn't look too hard to bat on bracewell's definitely coming into the match so he could be he could be tricky um but England, England are mainly right-handed, aren't they? So maybe it wouldn't be too, too, too big of an issue. Uh, I, I think England have got the more routes to victory. Although I do think the draw is favourite. Mm. Um, I think like two, two win. What's the most likely? England bat all morning tomorrow. Then they've got a small lead, and then yeah. they <clears throat> start pressing on after lunch and kind of hope for the best. See if they can get themselves a hundred ahead. Put what well, New Zealand end up batting in the final session. And then hopefully, somehow, yeah, get hopefully they've got like 30 overs to chase down something, 150, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, which, which could happen. I, I saw Adam Collins um, tweeting that England should declare now and try and skittle New Zealand. I thought that was quite bold. That's um, left field. Yeah. He actually said it. He actually said it with England still had a deficit of like 120. Um, uh, and I don't know if I, if I can get the tweet up. I, I saw it and I was like, that is crazy. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. um, Maybe I, like I could, I could see the argument if England got to like parity and then you're sort of saying, right, it's like a, a kind of a two day shootout. Yeah. How do you want to play it? Um, it's not the is, county championship. Yeah, this, so these sorts is, of things don't get arranged as much. This is what you said. England should declare, have a dart at getting one or two of the 10 wickets they require tonight. And New Zealand will surely give them a decent target if it goes the other way. Uh, they need to win this to have a chance to take the series. Um, so this, that's New Zealand, obviously, would would maybe set up a favourable. Okay. So it's a sort of game theory approach here. Yeah. I don't know if that is actually what people would do, though. I think New Zealand would bat until the game is they, safe. Yeah, and then they would try and bowl England out with seventy overs to go on the the last day, mm. um, and there we've we've seen that story a few times. Or to be honest, if Kyle Jameson isn't fit, like just bat and bat and bat and bat and kill the game completely, maybe give themselves like forty overs to get the wickets on the last day and and see if they get really really lucky, but. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think probably at this point, it, New Zealand would take one all in the series. Yeah, um, right. I like the Matt. I like the thinking behind it. I like where he's going with it, but I, yeah, yeah, I disagree. Um, <laughs> yeah. England are. I don't know. Why I just said England. Yeah, the podcast. That's what I meant to say. The podcast is over, Max. Um, goodbye, everyone. Um, make sure you click like and subscribe. Head over to Twitter and Instagram at the Cricket Pod to follow us there. Um, I'm at Jack Hope Zero. Max is at XAM, XAM, XAM. If you want to follow our Twitter yeah, directly, Max backwards three times. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good handle. Um, Jack Hope Zero is not as good, I don't think. Uh, but there's someone squatting. You're the, you're the, the zeroth Jack Hope in the world. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be back in a couple of days. Goodbye, everyone. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.